What is going on everyone? This is a Black Girl series with your host, Benedette. Now I am so excited to finally be back here podcasting, talking about just things going on in the world, you know? And this semester has really been something different because, hello, the election just passed. Now that's another time for another episode. But today in episode six, we are going to talk about colorism. Dun, dun, dun. Now, it is a very touchy subject because it can be difficult to talk about with people who may not understand it, don't really have the mindset to understand it, or kind of just don't care. Or there are people who just don't know what colorism is. And so we're just going to dive into what exactly is colorism and how has it been around for so long? And what can we do to not be a part of it? Not take a part of being a colorist. So in today's episode, let's just first talk about what colorism is. Now, the definition from my understanding of what it is, is that it's the discrimination against a person with a darker skin tone in the same race. So that's what I understand what colorism is. Now, this term colorism was coined by Alice Walker in 1983 in her book In Search for Our Mother's Guardian, where she basically talked about colorism being the preferential treatment of lighter skinned people versus darker skinned people and the prejudice against darker skinned people. And so colorism has been around for longer than we can think about it, honestly, like all the way from I want to like all the way from slavery when black people were enslaved. This has been around for a very, very long time. And this is basically the branch off of racism. It's not racism, but it's the branch off of racism, which is why it's called colorism. And so the National Conference for Community and Justice is also a great website to just learn about not only colorism, but many ways racism has really impacted people and how it's a thing and how you can how kids can learn about what racism and colorism is. And so from the website, I decided to do some research from there and learn about the different studies that have occurred and have showed how colorism can really affect people. And so first we can talk about what practices that occurred back in the day that allowed colorism to be a thing. And so the one practice that uh, they mentioned that is very, that was very prominent back in that time was the brown paper bag test. Now this test basically was the reason why certain people were allowed into certain places or hired at certain positions. So for example, so for those that don't know what the brown paper bag test is, the brown paper bag test was to show whether you were either lighter than the brown paper bag or darker than the brown paper bag. Now, if you were lighter than the brown paper bag, then you were allowed to be hired at a certain position or be allowed into certain places like clubs or whatever. Now, if you were darker than the brown paper bag, you were obviously rejected from these places because you were darker than the brown paper bag. So this test was around during the 19th 20th century and it basically was the gateway for certain people to allow to do certain things which is kind of sad because when you really think about it colorism is just a really really sad way 
to hurt somebody because they're not the quote unquote right skin tone, if that makes sense. And it really shows how we have been so impacted by racism and, you know, white supremacy and just stuff like that, because it really has affected people for many, many years. And this type of practice of the thought process of thinking that, you know, the lighter you are, the better you are, has been passed down for generations. And so the National Conference for Community and Justice has also showed many studies that have occurred that have affected people for such a long time with, you know, colorism has affected people for such a long time. And so they have one study here that talks about a 2006 University of Georgia study showed that employers prefer lighter skinned black men to darker skinned black men, regardless of qualifications. So to break it down, basically, if you, like if a lighter skinned person or darker skinned person had the same qualifications, the same everything, the universe, the study showed that mainly they, the lighter skinned person would have been chosen for the job versus the darker skinned person. And another study showed that darker skinned defendants are more likely to be convicted and receive de the death penalty than lighter skinned people. So it just shows like, even though you may not believe in studies per se, it shows that your skin tone can affect your life in so many ways as possible. And I know some people have that mindset that mind over matter that, you know, don't let you know, your skin tone stop you from doing certain things, which is true, but these are, they're just little things even the media has taken a part of that have really showed and affected people for such a long time because of their skin tone. And so there's one more study I'm going to mention that, that also shows colorism being a huge effect on people. So another study showed that Women with light skin serve 11% less time in prison than darker women. And it's kind of sad to how these things have affected people for such a long time because no one asked, you know, no one was, you know, expected to be born into the skin tone that they're in. No one asked to be the skin tone that they're in. It just happened. So it wouldn't, it's not very fair to treat somebody differently because of their skin tone, you know? Just like racism, racism isn't fair. I, no one should be treated differently because they're a different race. Just like colorism, nobody should be treated differently because they're a different skin tone. And so if you're not really a person that believes in studies per se, or don't understand like, you know, studies can be manipulated or whatever, whatever, let's take a look at the TV shows that we used to watch as kids, you know, all those TV shows that we love so, so, so much that we enjoy till this day. Um, let's take a look. So for example, The Proud Family. The Proud Family was one of the, one of like my favorite shows ever. I love that show. Love the show, love the entire concept of the show. It was just a great show to watch as a kid. Now let's take a look at Penny Proud, who was a lighter skinned black girl in the show. Now, she was a lighter skinned black girl. She was a girl that everybody, you know, fawned over because she was the most beautiful in the show. And then let's take a look at Dijanae. Now, Dijanae, she was a darker tone 
girl and she had blonde hair and she had multiple siblings and this, that, and the third. Now, I'm not saying that if you act like, like if you're like Dijonea per se, that there's something wrong with you. The problem is, is that when darker toned women are seen as, you know, just Dijonea's character, because the media control, like the media knows how to control people in some way, sort of another. They know how to make sure certain images and certain representation um, is allowed into the media so that people can watch. Because we all are, you know, we all know how the media is. We know we know how a certain commercial can be repeated to the point where we start seeing the jingle of the commercial. So the media is very interesting and it's a very strong force that can affect people for such a long time. So with Dijonay and making Dijonay seem desperate for, for some reason I can't remember the character's name for, um, he was played by Orlando Brown. Oh yeah, Eddie, excuse me. For desperate for Eddie's love and so that and so that, it doesn't really show, it shows how darker toned women are seen as more of the ratchet and the ghetto and the stereotypical black girl, you know? And like I said before, there's no, if you like, if a person is like that in real life, there's nothing wrong with that. But at the same time, that shouldn't be the only representation of darker toned women, if that makes sense. So that is one show I would say that really, really pertained to colorism at its own effect. And it really showed how colorism can really affect people in ways or another. Now, when it comes to schools as well, in school, studies have shown that children with darker skin tones were more likely to be punished for whatever thing they may have done than lighter skinned people. And so this kind of makes me sad in a way because I myself am a darker skinned person. I have been for the past 20 years of my life. And when you look at studies like that, and then you think about the experiences that you've went through in school, mind you, I went to a predominantly white school. So it wasn't, you know, there are some things where you would think that, oh, I'm overreacting or, oh, you know, there are just some things that you may think have pertained to colorism or racism, but then you don't want to overreact because you don't want to seem as that person, you know, quote unquote, that person. And so schools have really shown, schools have affected us one way or another. They have really shown how they have made it easy and simple for people to act a certain way in order to assimilate to society per se. And so when it comes to schools and colorism, I feel like they play a big factor because they, I feel like this is true. This is very true and it may be unconscious bias or subconscious bias or whatever, but this is very, very true because I feel like I have been, not that I feel like I know I have been, I wouldn't, I don't want to say a victim per se, but I have been on the other end of colorism before. It has happened to me multiple times, no matter what type of school I went to, predominantly white, diverse, it doesn't matter. It has happened to me before and it's not a good feeling. Um, it makes you feel as though there's something wrong with you and you kind of learn to 
you it kind of gets into your mind that oh there's something wrong with my skin tone you know and also let's not only look at the schools and everything let's also look at the media in general you know even though i mentioned the pretty proud family like the proud family excuse me and just how people are this is how the people the characters were portrayed in the show let's just also look at the media in general let's really think about how the media has really influenced us to think that you know being a darker skin tone there's something wrong with that now does anybody know of those bleaching creams and those fair and white fair and lovely creams that were going around for such a long time and that are still around if you go to the beauty supply store and you see those creams that are around that are showing that oh let it it fix all the dark spots on your your skin or whatever now mind you let's remember that the fair and white company per se they talk about fixing the darker spots on your skin but they would have images of showing of a let's say a darker skinned person turning into a lighter skinned person and their life will be better and you know things will go better for them because they're lighter skin. Now, when you see images of like of stuff like that, like ever like even as a kid, it starts to get into your brain that there is something wrong with you, and that there is something wrong with your skin. Even though there's nothing wrong with your skin, if you are a darker skin person, there is nothing wrong with your skin. But it's kind of hard to get out of that mindset because you've been seeing those images since you were a kid, and now. There's also another place I want to talk about where plays a big that played a big factor I want to say into colorism. Hello social media. Social media has been around for such a long time. We basically grew up on it or if you didn't grow up with um, technology like that, you it kind of entered into your life in one way or another. Now let's think about social media. We have Twitter, we have Instagram, there's Snapchat, then what else there's so much social media out there and now when you go on twitter for example because that's where i'm usually at at times you see things that you see a bunch of tweets that all you know that talk about colorism or not even talk about colorism but somehow pertain to colorism and you see tweets that talk about oh i don't f with dark skin you know words or I don't F with dark skinned girls because they're this this that and the third or I don't like light skinned girls are easy to break down dark skinned girls are easy are you know are harder to break down so I only F with light skinned girls so colorism is just all can be all around the spectrum but when you see things like that and um you know twitter being a big not only Twitter, just social media playing a big part in that, it can kind of mess with your mental in some way, somehow. And so when you go back to tweets from like, I want to say 2011 to like 2015, it was really easy to find tweets that were really terrible towards people with darker skin tones, very terrible. They really made it seem like being a darker skinned person was a bad thing. And it's not even just Twitter that was a part of that. Facebook, um, Instagram, all types of stuff. And so it kind of can break somebody's, how do I put this? Someone's self-esteem down because 
words are very strong words are very strong when you see a certain word saying that you're ugly you're ugly you're ugly over and over it starts to get to your mental a bit and now I, i've also mentioned that in my insecurities episode where it's easy for people to feel as though they're not worth it in society they're not you know they're not beautiful enough they're not worthy enough because of their skin tone which isn't true at all but it's harder for people to understand that because we live in a society that makes us feel like you know being a darker skinned person is like the end of the world or it's a little bit harder or it's a little bit more difficult to be put in places such as modeling um tv in general or just anywhere like i it makes it seem like being a darker skinned person is a bad thing. And so I just want it to be known that colorism is real. Colorism is a thing and colorism does affect people in many ways, shape or form. And colorism has really affected people over the past decades and years. And that mindset has been passed down for so long. But I feel like we, you can like anybody that you know that's partakes in colorism, you can break that cycle. You don't have to continue it. I mean, shoot, I've been told that um, no one would date me because I'm not light skinned, you know? And I'm not saying being light skinned is a bad thing in there, you know? I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that. When it comes, if you really, really take your time and look at and understand TV shows, um, the media in general, picture books, just anything. If you really take your time to understand, colorism is a very real thing that affects every single person. So going back to the bleaching creams, you know, seeing that stuff as a kid myself, it really made me question who I was as a person and, you know, is my skin tone really considered dirty per se because obviously in the if you're in your home and if you're if you have parents that tell you all types of kind things about who you are you know you wouldn't let it uh, anything people say outside wouldn't affect you but when you go outside of your home uh quote-unquote school or anywhere else you know you start coming around you start seeing you know that you're different from some people. You are considered different, you know. Your skin tone is different from some people. You, you may be a different height or you may be a different weight or whatever. So you really start to pinpoint things that are quote unquote wrong with you because of being outside of your home. So it's kind of like a nature versus nurture type of thing. And it's really, it's a lot difficult. It's really, diff it's a lot difficult, excuse me. It can be difficult as you're growing up and your self-esteem may, it may be more difficult for you to have a higher self-esteem or it may be more difficult for you to understand that you are a beautiful person and your skin tone does not define who you are as a person. It just means that it's all based on the individual person. And now I want to touch on another thing when it comes to colorism and that is hip-hop and rap and so it's kind of interesting talking about this because it can be kind of difficult i would say to talk about hip-hop and rap but they when you think about it this hip, rap and hip-hop has pertained to colorism in some way shape or form you know 
And what I mean by that, I mean that, you know, it's easier, like these rappers that come out and say all these colorist things, and some people, if you don't pay attention to that stuff, then that's good, a good thing. But the rapper that I, like I actually, when I was talking about tweets, talking about lighter skinned girls are more easier to break down than darker skinned girls or whatever, that was pertaining to Kodak Black, obviously. So he said this, I wanna say a while ago, that, you know, I don't like girls my skin tone. And I know most people are gonna come out and say that, oh, that's a preference. The funny thing about that word, a preference, is that not many people actually know what preference means. They automatically assume preference is, oh, like, you know, I only like this and I only like that. But that's really not what preference is. Preference is pertaining to, I prefer one thing, but I don't mind the other. Like, I prefer apple juice, but I don't mind orange juice as well. But that's what people tend to mix up all the time because for some reason, people automatically assume a preference means they only like this and they only like that. And I only like apple juice, I hate orange juice, which isn't the same thing. But yeah, but going back to hip hop and rap, I wanna say rappers that have really, a lot of them have you know, been a big part of colorism and have showed that colorism has really, you know, made them understand who they want in their rap videos. And, you know, they're very bold to just say these things in public because they don't care per se. And so Kodak Black, when he's one, um, he's one example. And then there's, there's another rapper um, who is, I want to say, I don't remember his name, but he went on an interview and he said he couldn't have a child the same skin tone as him. And mind you, this rapper, he's like very, a very, very darker tone person. And he said this, and it was kind of sad when you think about it, because it honestly is sad when people say that I don't want to have a child because I don't want them to go through what I went through as a darker tone person. And it just reminds me of that one episode in Girlfriends where Tony said the exact same thing. And you kind of look like most people, they'll be like, oh, how could you say such a thing? But, you know, it's actually a lot easier to, you know, to feel sympathy for those people rather than feeling as though, oh, what they said is so wrong. Like what they said isn't correct. Like it's not good, but there's always a reason to why people say that. You know, people just don't say that just because they want to say that. They say it because they have a certain reason. They have been psychologically affected by the bullying they've received for just being a darker skin tone. So when you really think about it, colorism can affect somebody mentally as well and emotionally. They can affect people mentally and emotionally to a point where they say things like that and then people wonder why they're saying things like that because they probably have never been reinforced to think that, you know, your skin tone is beautiful. Your skin tone is a beautiful skin tone. You know, you shouldn't feel as though your skin tone is dirty and ugly. And it's easier to say that, but actually going through the process of unlearning how darker skin tones are bad and stuff is, it's another thing. It's another difficult thing. And so I felt I would say more bad than angry at them for saying that. I would say, 
I felt more sympathy towards them because, you know, it's just, it's a sad process to see when people don't love themselves, regardless of their skin tone, whether you are lighter skin or darker skin, regardless of your hair texture, regardless of anything. So to say that you don't want a child to come out the same skin tone as you because you don't want them to go through what you went through, it's an understandable thing for them to say. Now, it's not a good thing, but it's understandable if you really think about it, of how much they've been bullied and affected and taunted and all these type of things just because of their skin tone. And I just want to end on this note that, you know, colorism, and mind you, not every, like, not every darker tone person has faced colorism in their life, no. But there have been a good amount of people that have faced colorism in their life and they are darker tone. Now, I'm pretty sure it's easier said than done to just love yourself, you know, because people always tend to say, oh, just love yourself. You'll be good. Just love who you are as a person. It's really easier said than done. Because if you've been really ridiculed, not even just by outsiders, but by your own family as well, because a lot of people don't talk about how your family can also be a big, big factor to colorism. I'm kind of sad I'm saying this at the end, but your family can be a really, really big factor to colorism as well. Especially if you're, I want to say Caribbean, West African, or whatever, wherever you come from, and not even just Black, even just Black Americans as well. Your family can really come at you because I've heard families offer, like they've given bleaching creams and bleaching and all those bleaching harsh chemicals as birthday gifts to people um, forever, from wherever country they are in Africa. They've given to them as gifts to people as a way to show that, oh yeah, you need to lighten your skin tone. And it's really sad when you hear stuff like that because it's like, is my skin tone really that ugly to you? It's very sad and it's very, it's not a good thing to hear about because I have some, I know people that have dealt with issues where they've been given bleaching creams as a gift. And they've actually tried these bleaching creams at that too. So, Family is a huge factor to this as well. Very huge factor. They can also really affect as to how you think about yourself, you know? And as I was saying, I just want to end on this note to let people understand that colorism isn't just something in your mind. It can truly affect you outside of your mind, if that makes sense, or outside of what you think it is, you know? And it, it can... It can go from like those little things to like, oh, oh, I don't date darker skinned people because of this and that, or I don't date darker skinned people because of this and that, to like really affecting how you live in certain places. Like I remember I was watching a documentary and they mentioned that people in Jamaica, when they wanted a job, um, cause I remember I watched a documentary about, you know, bleaching creams and lightening your skin. I don't remember what the video was, the documentary was called, but they mentioned that people with uh, darker skin in Jamaica found it harder to find jobs because they were darker skin, skin out or they were a darker tone. And so 
people would actually go to these places, like go to this hair supply store or wherever, and they would buy these bleaching creams and they will use these bleaching creams to lighten themselves so they can get this job. So colorism has affected people getting jobs in certain places around the world, not just in the US. So it's just really scary to hear things like that. And it's really sad as well that this type of mindset has been carried on for so long. And I know people love to say that, oh, you know, just stop complaining about you know, you know your skin tone and how it is and just start loving yourself. But at the end of the day, how can you tell people that have been told for certain jobs that they're not allowed in to love themselves because of their skin tone? People aren't doing this. Some people that um, bleach their skin, they're not doing this just because they want to, you know? Sometimes they do it because they have to find a way to survive. And they do this in order to you know, please the people that they need to get money from. And so I just, at the end of the day, I just want people to understand that you're not, you are not your skin tone, you're more than your skin tone. And this shouldn't be a way to make you feel as though that you're not beautiful, because you are. You're a beautiful person, no matter who you, who's listening to this right now, you are a beautiful person, or you're a very handsome person. Your skin tone shouldn't define who you are. And so I'm just going to end on this note and say thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Thank you so much for the support and just so many things going on. Thank you for, you know, bearing with me. Um, more episodes are definitely coming out. Follow me on Instagram. Follow me on Twitter. Instagram, I am dot B-E-N-N-E. And follow me on Twitter at Benedette19. All right. I'll talk to you guys later. And I'm out.